Yeah, damn near a meme at this point, to be honest. What's up, y'all? This is the Racks and Stacks podcast, episode one. My name's Ethan Ling. I'm Jordan Roberts-Paul. Hell yeah, man. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about menswear, streetwear, street fashion, all that. How you doing, my brother? I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a while. Yeah, dude. It's been, a, it's been a quick minute, but I'm excited to get this moving, episode one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you reached out for this, because I've been wanting to do something like this for a while. Yeah, same, dude. It's, it's, it's cool, because I, I have aspirations in the, in the men's fashion, kind of menswear you know, industry and, and you do it as more of a hobby. And so I think we both kind of bring pretty interesting and different yet similar perspectives to kind of the pretty wide ranging, uh, scene that we have, you know, these days, which is, which is pretty crazy. It's kind of come out of, I don't know. It's, I feel like in the last like six, seven years, menswear has really blown up in a way that we haven't seen it in the past. Yeah. That, you know, I think this is a good topic to start out with. I think it's interesting because I, it definitely started with menswear. I think it. I think it initially started with people wanting to look good at their places of work. I think yeah, that definitely. was kind of the initial. Was that baggy suits started to phase out, um, more tailored looks, more um, sleeker designs. I think just the whole. I mean, it's almost like the athleisure movement, which was menswear had it wave, uh, streetwear had its wave, and then athleisure came around. And now everyone wants to be in sweatpants and wants to go to the gym. <laughs> and so I think, I think, but I think it, it solidified itself. I think men's fashion has definitely stepped its game up. I mean, you can see it statistically with a lot of retailers nowadays. A lot of their men's fashion uh, segments uh, are doing better revenue wise compared to their women's fashion. So Absol- it's definitely, absolutely. definitely picking up. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're spot on there. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, kind of the infiltration of rap music into mainstream culture Definitely. Um, and, and kind of just music in general, the, the ease that comes with buying new clothes, it's cheaper than ever to buy a lot of clothes and, and hence racks and, and stacks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Let's, so, let's touch on that real quick. Let's, yeah, let's explain absolutely. to the viewers. We were toying around with a bunch of different names for this podcast and we ended up on racks and stacks joking around about how how broke we both were and yet (laughs) we got like these huge huge closets full of full of shit full of clothes uh and yet we're both like these broke ass college students just trying to (laughs) trying to express ourselves you know you know what i'm saying i think i think it's funny because i I've been I've been increasing my my uh, my quality of my of my closet recently. I've been trying to buy a little bit more higher end pieces, and it's so funny to me because like some of these pieces, like I, I, I can I can be okay spending a certain amount of money, but some of these pieces are damn near like half my paycheck, and it's just kind of <laughs> like, and it's just kind of like I don't know. I think I think the problem with streetwear right now is that too many um, too many fashion forward movers are pricing their items too high for the general public to get a taste and that's how you see these companies like h&m and zara start to take off because they just rip off the designs and charge 50 dollars less and like as a broke college kid like five years ago two years ago i'd have been totally okay buying at 
Zara and H&M. And they're still okay if you want to like test out styles. But I think that's, that's partially part of the problem is the pricing around some of these items can be a little ridiculous. No, I think you're totally right. And that comes from a lot of directions, I think. You know, it comes from hype in the industry. We've gotten on a lot of topics already. But, yeah, I think it comes from hype. I think it comes from, you know, people not wanting to buy, um, you know, the fast fashion as much. H&M's changing up its, its you know, on-the-floor lines every couple weeks. Um, Which is nuts it is, to me. It's absolutely I think insane. Absolutely you know? insane. And, and so I think what we're going to be getting into is, is both – you know, the trendier streetwear stuff, but also, you know, I'm a big fan. I know you are too of, of more, uh, of classic looks, you know, even regardless of, uh, where that comes from, you know, whether it's like eighties punk, whether it's like the, the basics influence streetwear that we see today, you know, in some ways, um, I think it's, I think it's important that you look at and recognize trends but I think the more important thing is recognizing, you know, the trends within the trends, which is, you know, what are these overarching themes within menswear? We still see, um, you know, menswear is still much more limited than, you know, women's wear in, in a lot of ways. There's a lot yeah. fewer options about, you know, what you're going to put on day to day than what a, what a woman will. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's inevitable, partially because of the stigma behind men and the way they dress. like. I mean, I know, I know like it's acceptable in certain areas to wear the Rick Owens and and the Raph and some of the uh, more out there uh, Watanabe's, but like for me, like I cannot go to a Midwest bar dressed in Rick Owens. (laughs) Like I'd look ridiculous. Absolutely. And and, and I, and I guess I'm not saying don't dress for yourself, but I think, I think it's, it's almost to a point where you have to kind of play, play it smart, right? You have to play it to where like, um, you can't all, I don't feel like you can always dress out there. It's 2016. No, I agree. And, and I think this is why I think it's a good contrast between your view and my view on fashion, because for me, like I would love to wear ripped jeans and Chelsea boots and hoodies every single day, but (laughs) just, but like, just because of the work I'm going into, I can't do that. Like I would get fired on the spot if I showed up to work in that. Yeah, and so, absolutely. and so it, it, it makes my choice, my selections of clothing a little bit more difficult, but also makes me, uh, I'd say a little bit more charismatic about what I'm wearing when I'm not at work. No, um, I totally feel you. I, I, but, I think, I think in many ways, I, th- you know, I think you got that down. I think the stigma is definitely falling in, in a lot of ways. I think yeah, if I you move agree to more. Uh, it's an definitely area, like you're going to yeah. be, you're going to be chilling. You're going to be hanging out, uh, you know, no judgment about what you got on, at, you know, at some level. Yeah. I, I, I still agree with you. I mean, you know, I'm in college in the middle of middle of Ohio, so I, I definitely feel you. I definitely get the looks, but the difference between you and I is I'll, I'll take the looks. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more you. timid with that. I, I, I definitely am sticking to the pretty basic silhouette. I don't like to get too overzealous with like the oversized fits or right. some of the more like feminine cuts. But, uh, I've started to play around with like long tees, a little bit of oversized fits, a little bit more like cropped pants, things that, things that I, I wouldn't commonly wear, but I'm starting to find that I enjoy. I think they, they're unique enough to have a part of my closet while still having enough, um, I guess, respectable clout in where I am regionally. 
Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think in terms of in terms of everyone listening to this, I think you know you can tell that we both have the, that similar interest in the uh, an understanding of of different you know ends of this industry and this and this interest and this uh, you know whatever you want to call it. But we're able to come together and talk about those things because you know menswear is diversified these days, and it's it's in a place where you can take it in lots of different directions. You know, this isn't 2012 where you have to wear tweed and wing-tipped Oxford shoes and a beautiful suit, you know, all the time. It's also not 2014 where you have to wear all black all the time, you know, relaxed fits constantly. Guilty, um, we're, guilty. We're, <laughs> no, dude, same. I mean, I'm, I'm in an American Apparel black sweatshirt right now. I feel you. But we're in a good place where we can kind of come at this, this topic and this, you know, this interest from, uh, from a number of different ways. Um, I think, you know, moving, moving beyond that, I, this, this podcast is a really exciting opportunity to kind of get into that. And the way we're planning it out, I think we're going to be doing semi-regular recording, uh, as yeah, for now, I I'd think, say so. I think we can, I think the goal would be to do a weekly, a weekly show. Um, we'll see, we'll kind of see what happens, see where, where the interest is, uh, see where it takes us. I think for now, the plan is to just keep, you know, making content and, and, take it where it goes but in terms of planning for the future i think we've I, there's always stuff to talk about there's stuff dropping all the time um we've yes. got some picks for you guys later in the show um we've got some feeds for people to check out for some fashion inspiration some you know some news regarding the industry um and that stuff's always updating and and there's always new things to talk about so i i see us uh being able to kind of carry on um, with what we're doing for a long time to come. For sure, for sure. And uh, I think that's a great uh, starting point to break into some of the, we picked out a couple of recent collections that have come out and are potentially coming out uh, in the near future. And uh, kind of, uh, I guess, starting with, uh, I suppose, the most expected uh, topic. I of, mean, we can't not talk about this. <laughs> yeah, is is definitely Kanye West. I think name drop right there. I think <laughs> there's so much going on with Kanye West. I mean, it, inevitably there is something wrong. Um, he has been struggling mentally recently. But when we made, uh, when we were discussing what to talk about in this episode, uh, I brought up the V2s, the Yeezy season, uh, or I guess just Yeezy V2s, uh, released well, like a couple weeks ago. And uh, you know, we were talking about the the hype behind his brand and and how he kind of pushes the culture forward. But at the same time, it, I feel like it's almost a cash grab nowadays. Absolutely it is. No because, question. Because undeniably, and I think this is a shared opinion amongst most people, whether you're into footwear or not, whether you like Kanye West or not, the V2 is an ugly shoe. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just an ugly shoe. There's, it is the worst silhouette, you know, of mainstream. It, it definitely is. Yeah. Kicks these days. Yeah. Not, not only is the silhouette, but the stripe, is terrible. The color choices for the stripes have been terrible. <laughs> the they elongated the back heel. I just think you can't deny that he is he is definitely a creative. But I think with that whole Adidas team behind him and some of the shoes that they've released in house, they could do so much better. And instead, they're painting an ugly ass stripe on a once. I, I mean, I have the Pirate Blacks, and I think they're a great silhouette. I think I still would have worn them if they weren't if Yeezy was not behind them. But the V2s definitely lost some clout. Adidas needs to re-up because they're having the same problem with Ultra Boost and NMDs is that they're just putting out 
more colorways that are usually garbage. And the hype, I mean, the hype sells and they're appealing to the hype right now. Absolutely. And I want them to at least be a little bit respectable towards a decent look because right now I'm not a fan of what Kanye West is doing. I mean, to be honest with you, I think they're kind of taking a cue from, from Nike these days. And, you know, Nike for a long time, I mean, obviously this isn't news to anybody. Nike was the leader when it came to kicks, when it came to sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as of the last year, year and a half, Adidas has really pulled forward. And I think Kanye was, was at the forefront of that. No question. He was. I mean, that's undeniable. Yeah. And the rise of the, the ultra boost and at all and the rest Adidas is, is really making a name for themselves in terms of being like the top sneaker brand these days. And that's, that's just no question. I think, I think they're just doing, you know, what people expect them to do. What yeah. we all expect new colorways. We all expect the same shoe repackaged, maybe rebranded and, and thrown out again. That's just the way, way the industry works. You know, for me, honestly, I would never rock a pair of V2s. I think you put on a pair of V2s, you're a fuck boy. Let's like, to be honest, that's the, that's the way it is. And that's the way I feel. I'm not gonna, you know, we're a street streetwear podcast. I think we're accepting of all looks and, and all styles. And I think, I think that's an important aspect to keep in mind when we're talking about streetwear is like, the less judgment, the better. This is not a popularity contest. This is not about who's got the like biggest stacks. I mean, that's it's in the name. But this is about styles, about being creative and and doing your own thing and doing what you need to do. And I think for me, the V twos are a cop out. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I want to look dope. Yeah. I want to buy a tight shoe. What am I gonna buy? I'm gonna buy a fucking Yeezy shoe, and I'm gonna like rock that silhouette. And for me, which, which goes with absolutely nothing, by the way, I just need yeah, to throw no, that out dude, there. Absolutely nothing. The I orange think stripe the, doesn't go with anything. And I've no. seen some God awful fits and I, I follow a ton of people on Instagram. Um, and it, I think it's, it's almost cringeworthy to see some of these guys who I know have good taste. I know have good style, have rocked good fits, try and incorporate that shoe into fits that they wear. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I'm, I'm, decently worried that we're going to get a lot of hate for this for this opinion but i i for me that's just there's there's no other way to look at it in terms of what kanye's doing and all that kanye going off off his rocker and being hospitalized and canceling all those tour dates that's that's a really interesting kind of additional flavor to the whole story yeah i mean pray for the god yeah there's no denying like you know that's that's definitely like a serious issue and i mean i think it's pretty clear that the man is a perfectionist and he clearly works nonstop. So I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that like he maybe he shouldn't have taken that break because I think that was much needed. I think he's been needing that break for a long time. Um, but I hope that he bounces back in a way where he can finally earn the respect, in my opinion, of the higher fashion crowd. Because if you discuss Yeezy season, which is his clothing line. We're gonna we're gonna move from the shoe to the clothing line. If you discuss Yeezy season with anyone who who has a reputable sense of the fashion world, they will tell you it's garbage. And <laughs> he has good ideas, but his execution is poor. And yeah. so I would like to see him bounce back, release some new music, release a respectable clothing line, not necessarily be a cash grab, and hopefully claim that throne again because Everyone is up and coming right now. I feel like I feel like the throne for the cult, for the the head of the culture almost is is empty right now. 
No, I agree. I think it's definitely at a place where it's democratized, it's pluralized. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really interesting. You, you know, I think for me, it's, it's good to see the Gucci's of the world, the Versace's of the world, the Louis Vuitton's, you know, those, those types of brands kind of be dethroned. I think it's, that's a good thing. And that's positive for the industry. It's positive for guys that are broke as fuck like us. It's positive <laughs> for, I mean, it is. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, you know, it's 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 nice to not feel like I need to go buy $250 Louis Vuitton belt, you know, like those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, those days are uh, those days are for sure. Over. Yeah, those days are gone and and what are they doing? They're imitating the things that Kanye's doing. They're in, imitating yeah. the things that we see uh in streetwear and that's a really interesting change in the way that culture's headed. Um I think I still think those those brands take precedent, obviously, in a lot of situations, and and you're gonna see when you're checking out celebrity fits and all that, you're still gonna see those brands. But I mean, look at Bieber these days. What's he rocking? He's rocking Supreme tees. He's like Bogus. He's rocking. Yeah, he's rocking all over like, fear of God. He's a damn near best friends with Jerry. I mean, yeah. that's You see four four everywhere. You see yeah 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 four two four. You see yeah four two four anti social social club. Which I mean, I know a lot of people shit on. I'm guilty of owning a piece, but you know, it's it's something so simplistic, but in my opinion, executed so well. Just plastering a logo in a special font on the back of a hoodie. And all it takes is for somebody of significance to wear that once. And it's a thing. I think, Yeah. That just, like I said, like, I, like we said earlier, just the world of fashion is almost becoming transparent with the world of hype. Oh, yeah. No question. You know, for me, I think a lot of... A lot of what people decide they would they want to wear, a lot of where their you know fashion inspiration comes from is the music they listen to, and so it's like yeah, definitely. when when this artist that you connect with in whatever way um, is is rocking you know whatever you're gonna want to rock that and you're gonna want to put that on. For me, like I listen to hardcore and punk and you know a little bit of rap, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Turnstile is probably the most fashionable hardcore band you know around you know profiled by gq earlier this year and all that stuff which is like whatever i don't that's like you know as low as you can go in the world of hardcore is to get profiled by gq significant Um, for a rock band though i will say yeah no they're the absolute heaviest band that's ever been you know ever been in gq yeah it was funny one of my favorite bands uh is title fight and when they put out their record vogue featured them like that was their release was in vogue and so just the way that music and culture are intersecting music and fashion, I should say are intersecting these days, I think speaks a lot to Yeezy's brand. I think people for a long time underestimated the power of Kanye West and what he was, what he was going to do. I think him overselling himself constantly, him saying, I am this, whatever I am, this this change bringer. I'm a, yeah, essentially a God, essentially a cultural God in that way. Uh, I think, takes away some of his clout sometimes, but at the same time, it builds up this like ridiculous hype around all of his pieces. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, I guess for the sake of time, we should probably move on to some, cause I want to touch on some of these lesser known topics for maybe the, the listeners that uh, are tired of hearing about Yeezy. Um, cause I know everyone is talking about it right now. Yeah, um, so I, I guess uh, first thing on the list would be, the Supreme North Face drop, 
um, which was like two weeks ago. Two yeah, and a half that weeks was ago. that was the Thursday before Thanksgiving, and we're yeah. recording the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, so Supreme does a drop with North Face every year, usually pretty hyped. At least one of the most hyped Supreme collabs there is every year. I have to say though, the quality of the garments has been decreasing, especially the aesthetics have been decreasing every year. Um, and this year, I thought in particular was uh, pretty bad. Yeah, uh, the the camo, <laughs> the camo, yeah, the, the, yeah, the so, orange, so, the orange yeah. and the camo. For people who who don't know, um, basically what they did was they made two puffer coats and a couple other variations of coats like parkas and whatnot. One of them was bright orange, and the other was a leaf print camo that looks like uh, it was taken off of Shutterstock. So <laughs> I think that You're was not just, wrong. It was just too lazy for me. Um, I, because these are two very reputable, reputable brands and especially with the North face and their tech factor, I think we could have seen a very acronym influenced, but also Supreme streetwear aesthetic influenced pieces coming out of this. And instead we got again, a cash grab to be, I mean, to be honest with you, I loved the spring season, uh, spring, summer 16 drop with North face the steep tech and all that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love those pieces. They were really solid. I think they were unique uh, for Supreme, interesting colorways and all that. I think this is just, I don't know who's going to wear, especially the boots. The boots got me, dude. Those things look ridiculous. Yeah. The boots. boots, I, sorry, I'm not wearing orange booties around these days. I get the, I get the puffy jackets. I get that at some level for sure. Yeah, and that's uh, almost and even, that's almost leaning back to '90s hip hop where puffer sure, coats were sure. the absolute and shit. Even like the snow pants, like fine, sure, match, make the suit. But the booties, man, the booties. <laughs> like, yeah, what are the, they yeah, doing, man? Those were those were questionable. Um, some some other brand just collabed with North Face and dropped booties along with like two other regular boots. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I want to say Publish, uh, but that's don't don't fact check me on that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting because the North Face uh, could come out. Honestly, I want to see the North Face do backpack collabs with brands because North Face, in my opinion, makes some of the best backpacks for some of the best value. Um, they do have a Supreme backpack collab for sure. Th- they, they do. And, and, you know, I'm probably not bold enough to rock a Supreme backpack, but something, <laughs> something with, with maybe minimal branding, um, but aesthetically influenced by the collab brand with the technical details of North Face. That is something that I would be very interested in seeing. For so, sure. Supreme, North Face. Listen to the pod. Take our details. Cut the two check. Two out of ten. Two out of ten. Yeah, two out of ten. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's see. Next would be, okay, Gosha. Gosha. Um, you're a big fan on Gosha. Let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass the torch to you real quick. I want to hear yeah, for sure. your thoughts. Gosha's been really interesting to me for the, the past year and a half or so. If you follow guys like Jacob Keller, who's a big, uh, he was mm-hmm. always fresh apparel on YouTube for a while, um, works at Maccus in Portland. Another guy, his name's Jacob something. Uh, he goes by who is Jacob on Instagram. They're always rocking Gosha. Those are two guys that I get a lot of inspo from. I'm sure a lot of you guys do too. They're pretty big names in the game in terms of fashion bloggers and all that. Uh, whatever you want to call them. Um, so Gosha has been pretty interesting to me for a long time. And that whole 
um, like Cold War era aesthetic has been has been super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I've kind of you know my interest in in Gosha has waned as he released uh, or he he started his new brand Pockbet, which is like the skate brand version of Gosha. Mm-hmm. It's spelled P-A-C-C-B-E-T. I'm sure many of you have heard of that as well. That's what, to me, feels like it's pushing the edge a lot. The spring-summer 17 um, looks are are interesting, but in many ways, I feel like I've seen them before. You know, you got the guys, you got these neon kind of yellowy t-shirts with black print on them. Seen that before. Black, you know, the black trousers that are kind of pleated but but not quite you know that's with the uh diagonal white stripes i mean that's some off-white shit right there yeah damn near um, lots of at this point, to be honest right you know it's just like this this collection is is not quite as interesting as i thought i'm really yeah. a big fan though of these big oversized sweaters with the big loose sleeves and the stripes those are dope i think that that's definitely something you're gonna see people rocking i also really like the dress down suits um, you're not going to see anybody anytime soon rocking a suit without a shirt on underneath. Uh, <laughs> however dope that may be, you're just not going to see that. But I do, I, I really respect a guy that can wear a suit with a t-shirt underneath, regardless of what that is, his, uh, sneakers or whatever kicks you, you feel like rocking, you know, beltless. I think that's a, that's a really good classic look. Um, you can take your suit in a lot of different ways. And I think that's a really interesting part of this collection however small that may be you know it's also really interesting this a lot of this is late 80s early 90s you know we were talking about the cold war era stuff and you see a lot of that in everyone's favorite brand vediments mm-hmm. coming out that way i think gauche is a much more accessible style choice to vediments something i would definitely go for first but yeah it's it's interesting but not quite what i would have liked to have seen yeah okay so before I pitch my input on Gosha, I have to tell you this because I just found this out myself. It's actually Venomont. That's some French bullshit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pulled a they pulled a, a French two time twister on us. Uh, yeah, it's Venomont, which literally means clothes. So nice. from from a creative name aspect, award goes to them because naming your brand clothes is by far the most original thing I've heard in the past. 10, 15 years. Um, so uh, on that topic though, on that topic though, uh, just to pick your brain a little bit, did you see, um, they did a show called official fake and they were making fakes of their own clothes. So if you're making fakes of your own clothes, they're official. So they did a show called official fake to me that that's just a bunch of like theoretical crap. At the end of the day, I think Vetements is is overhyped, overpriced. It's not something you're going to see on the street. It's not something you're going to see anybody in your age range rocking unless they're like professional sports player or something. But, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Because that's super interesting to me, this this notion of official fake. I think... So I'm, I'm reading this article right now because I did not originally hear about this. But I think this is interesting because... Part of my issue with Venomon is that they are almost a parody brand in themselves without being faked. Um, DHL, think, bro? Yeah, the DHL shirt, the Snoop Dogg shirt. Um, <laughs> I mean, these are things Tupac. that... Yeah, which, I mean, take... I mean, 
I could have done this in sixth grade in my print class, <laughs> right? In my art print class, right? So for, for the price tags that they're at, I almost feel like it's, it's, uh, it's like an it's like a satirical shot at the fashion industry because Venomal kind of came around the time when Jerry and Fear of God were pushing the metal band tees. And, right. and I am still not a fan of the metal band tees. I own a couple of Fear of God pieces, but I think the whole metal band push, I think the whole putting something that is not yours on your shirt and charging four or $500 for it is absolute bullshit. But with that being said, the official faith thing, I think is kind of funny because I know a lot of people probably don't even know what Venomon is, let alone the official fake. Cause I mean, even I did not, but there's a parody brand of them called Vetamemes. And I think this is hilarious. They basically just mocked the shirts and hoodies and styles that Venomon tried to push for a much cheaper price tag. And personally, I would rather wear Vetamemes out something that says Vetamemes on my fucking no chest than an actual Venom shirt. And I'm reading here that the first Venom memes collection sold out in 12 minutes. Um, <laughs> and so I think that's a testament to how ridiculous some of these brands are getting. And, and so to have a brand officially fake their own product, I mean, I have to say props because that's original, but it, it's just, it seems so strange to me i mean that's i mean that's the first time i've ever heard of anything like that yeah i mean to me vitamins is like a celebrity brand it's not it's not something you're going to be copying it's not something you're going to be wearing i think if you do wear it god bless you man like <laughs> that's I, I get it but at the same time i think they were at some level and at some point commentary like you said they were commentary on this industry and i think the more commentaries on the commentary the better troll brands are the best you know i think even like brands like anti-social social club that's a troll brand like printing everything on gilded and, and i think if you're asking who they're trolling i think a lot of that's pablo i think a lot of that's you know those those types of brands but i think the vetamemes thing is first of all it's hilarious but it's clean stuff too you know a lot of the designs come straight from vetamins or Vetamon, however you want to say it. Um, yeah, you know I'm, I'm honestly, I'd rather say Vetamins um, because, like, why, why else <laughs> no, would you not cool, spell man. it that way? Um, but Vetamon, Vetamine. You did say something interesting, which I want to touch on because it's it's been picking up lately, and uh, it's probably my least favorite trend so far. Is uh, you you said you were a fan of the elongated sleeves? Yeah, that is, uh, you know, I think that's something, and I and I like that we can do this podcast because we contrast on some things, not, not I wouldn't definitely. say a ton of things, but this is definitely one thing that I contrast <laughs> with you on because I Tell think, me, bro. I Tell think me. the, I think I like the oversized fit. Um, I, I'm okay with, with oversized. And what I mean by that for some people that may not know what we're talking about is if you were a medium buying a large, um, but some of the things that, uh, Veta, Mon, meme, whatever, is pushing and, and brands are following uh, suit are if you wear a medium, buy an extra, extra large and your <laughs> sleeves come out, uh, you know, an extra eight inches past your fingertips. That yeah. is something that I just, I cannot get on. Um, and that could be just because of how my style is. Um, I lean more minimalist. I lean more neutral. Uh, I'm a little bit, uh, less out there with my cuts, my hems, my proportions. 
But I agree with you. The extended, yeah. the extended sleeve things, I think I'm okay with extended length um, because I, I like to play with layers, and I think that you can, you can make the illusion a little bit less out there. But when your sleeves are that far past your fingertips, I mean, just functionally, it, it's not for me. Like, I, I, don't, I no, couldn't I go you. about my day with sleeves that long. I'm sure, I mean, obviously, it's a good look for some people because I've been seeing it over and over again on people's feeds all over across Instagram. But every time I see it, I just, I can't help but laugh a little because I think it just looks so silly. I think there are just some <laughs> things in fashion that come about where I just think it is so silly that some people like it. But, you know, that's fashion. It's, yeah, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I, I think to, to clarify a little bit, I, th- I, I think you're right. I think in a lot of ways, it's not going to be like the, the oversized is a little more feminine, you know, than some of us kind of are willing to go or, or want to go, you know, yeah. whatever you want to say there. You see, uh, women will wear a real oversized hoodie so that either they're not wearing pants or it doesn't look like they're they're wearing pants, whatever it is. Which is, I won't lie. I mean, that's a that's a in a in a totally straightforward way. That's like a decent look for for some people. People can for pull sure. that look off for sure. But what I was gonna say is, vestments. A lot of a lot of the style of vestments comes from like this. Think of Berlin, like gay leather culture kind of thing. And so it's a lot of it's like gender bending already in a way that, you know, your style is not quite doing as much. Even mine, it really isn't. I don't really wear skinnies these days. I grew up wearing skinnies for a long time. I had that middle school goth phase, like everybody, the scene phase, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think, uh, you know, in terms of what I was saying about um, these oversized fits, I I think you added a lot there. I think what I would say is, Oversized in terms of tops is good with a t-shirt or a sweater. And I think that's good because you can pull it out from the sleeves of your jacket. If you so if you have like a let's say you have an overcoat mm. and you and you have this oversized sweater underneath, for example, like one of these new Gosha sweaters. I think that's really dope to kind of pull out of the sleeves rather than wearing an overcoat that's three times too large and the sleeves go way past your arms. I yeah. think there's, there's a lot to be said for oversized when it comes to slimmer fit pant and XL t-shirt, whether that's tucked in or not. You get that boxier fit around the shoulder. You get the longer sleeves, especially when it's short sleeve. It comes closer to the elbow. I think that's a really solid look. It, you know, it's, it comes from hardcore comes from a lot of different places it comes from rap even this this notion of oversize you know oversize has been around for a long time a Um, long time yeah a long time yeah and i think this is just kind of a different iteration of it there are definitely times when you're just you're just not gonna depending on how willing you are to kind of to kind of get out of your maybe your comfort zone or societal comfort zone for sure you and I probably won't be rocking that, but we, we got to respect it. You know, we got to respect it. I think, I think it's one thing if it's like an oversized metal tee that, cause you don't listen to metal, but you, you want to rock that like black metal aesthetic. That's like, fuck that. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm totally, I hate posers. Yeah, totally against posers that. down with them, bro. But <laughs> I was, I was talking to a buddy about that. Uh, that just like a quick touch on the poser thing. I was asking him about, I was trying to pick some shoes out or something. And, uh, I meant he, he was like, oh, why don't you just cop some Vans skate highs? They go with everything. And I mean, I'm at a point now where I just kind of was like, I mean, I don't skate though. <laughs> like Vans are so common nowadays. I mean, everyone is wearing them and, and half these people don't skate. But the, the idea of wearing something or channeling something that you don't do or don't know about, um, I, I think that's never a good look. And that was a big issue of mine with Jerry and fear of God and 
that whole push with the band. I mean, I get the overall aesthetic and the idea that the band logos and these logos from some of these tours were incredible pieces of art. Um, the graphics are second to none. But I think by wearing that, you, I feel like you at least need to make an effort to be conscious of who you're wearing because the diehard fans of these bands uh, are not, they, do, they don't know what the fuck Fear of God is, right? They don't know <laughs> what, what Veta Mon is, right? Like right. The, the people who, who really care about these bands, who, who went to their shows, who drove across the country in cramped cars to see real rock music. I think it's it's almost disrespectful to those fans. So I'm not a big fan of the the poser movement. But to uh, all you young boys, yeah, this is, all, this is something. This bloods. is something. This is something I just have to say to all you young boys walking into your Urban Outfitters, buying that Metallica merch. Fuck you. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, don't do, it. do it. Metallica sucks. First of all, these days Metallica sucks. Metallica was great. 80s, great. These days sucks. New record sucks. Don't listen to it. Not worth your time. Don't buy their merch at Urban Outfitters. It's not cool. <laughs> it, it's not cool at all. It's not quick, cool. Uh, quick hot take, though. I think we should start introducing hot takes in these episodes. Um, but, <laughs> but real quick, we real just hot. mentioned Urban Outfitters. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I went into it in Urban Outfitters the other day, and uh, I wanted to cop their exclusive colorway of that Champion Reverse Weave hoodie. And I've got to say, Urban Outfitters is stepping up their game stock-wise. And let me be clear when I say that stock wise. So the brands that they are stocking, their house brand. I'm not brands, gonna lie to you, bro. Their house brand quick, is still yeah. Real quick, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I saw you post that that pic on Instagram. Yeah. I I cop the same sweatshirt, but in gray. In gray. Yo, like it's same uh, in, sweatshirt. Yeah, no. And and Champion is is making some moves there, but but some of the stuff that Urban Outfitters has stocked. When I went into that store, I went in there twice. I had to get the hoodie. And then I saw a couple other things that I was considering getting, but I ended up not. But when I was in there both times, their house brand is still trash. It's always been trash. Every house brand that, that stocks other things is usually trash, VV like PacSun. But <laughs> they are carrying Nautica. They're carrying like old Nautica, that little Yachty collab. That was yep. dope. Um, they're carrying some Publish, which I'm a big fan. They're carrying Alpha Industries bomber jackets. They're carrying Stussy or Stussy or however you want to say that champion they're carrying a lot of dope champion line like the uh almost like the premium line champion did like a little bit of a revamp uh they're carrying adidas and more of the streetwear leaning adidas stuff i uh i'm a big fan of that because for me like i don't have streetwear boutiques around here i'm in midwest indiana so when a store starts to carry some things that i usually look at online to begin with it's it's a it's a good sign that the tides are turning yeah, I think in many ways I agree with you. I think at the same time, that also speaks to kind of the the lack of ingenuity kind of on their part, or not on their part, but on the people that are shopping there's part. I think Champion has been a great brand for a long time. We just saw that that dope Supreme Champion collab yeah. with the peach colorway and all that. That's awesome. Like, that's dope. Picked up some Champion shit at, at Urban. I think that's that's definitely a good way to go. What I'd say is that you know, a lot of their stuff is either kind of knockoff skater in some ways. You get the kind of really loose fitting cropped trousers. Yeah. 
which I almost copped, by the way. I did not cop, but I almost copped. There, there are a few other things. Uh, I think they're definitely stepping up their game in a, in a lot of ways. I think at the same time, it, it's just because those things are getting increasingly popular. And so for our listeners especially, I think you can definitely cop some staple pieces, definitely layering pieces. That's tried and true for sure. Yeah. Um, what I wouldn't buy at Urban is anything that is uh, like any printed graphic tees, stay away from those are for you to kind of do your own thing with whether that's band tees whether that's brand tees go for your own take on those things i think that's that's my biggest piece of advice and then use their basics to to kind of build build up your wardrobe around that i think they're really accessible in terms of price and we just had black friday that's another topic we have to talk about so we might as well just go there you know black friday they got great sales lots of posers in the store to hang out with you know what i'm saying yeah yeah Love that crowd. Love that Black Friday crowd. Yeah, right? You can definitely cop some good layering pieces, some good basics for sure. Let's uh, let's discuss Black Friday real quick. Did you go out, my man? I did go out. You went out in the crowds. It Just entirely overwhelming, dude. So I'm from Cleveland. Uh, went to Beachwood Mall out on the east side. Popped in Zara. There's this great streetwear store called Next, which I love. They had lots of stuff. Almost bought a Tacma hat. I collect hats for sure. Tacma's an interesting brand. Didn't didn't cop it, but yeah. So I've, I I kind of made my way around. Only ended up walking out with that champion sweatshirt that we were talking about before. Yeah, but definitely lots of good deals, especially at Zara. Zara had the, great deals. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say you have phenomenal control, um, <laughs> and I'm also impressed that you went out. I worked. Let me think. Two years ago in a mall, uh, and I worked Black Friday. And let me tell you, I will never go back to a store <laughs> in the physical I'm not surprised. in the physical form on Black Friday. There's just something about Black Friday where all people lose just all sense of politeness and humanity. Oh, yeah. I swear well, I to think- God, it's it's the most interesting thing. It, I mean, if if you're if you like people watching, go out on Black Friday <laughs> and just don't buy anything and just kind of like peruse around a store because you will see people. You will see the worst of people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, Black Friday, speaking of cops, I thought I'd chip my uh, two cents in there. I did not go out, but I did buy a bunch of shit. So I'll list some things off. Uh, Noter at a really good... So yeah, I mainly do my shopping online uh, for those that don't know. I'm in Indianapolis, and I'm, again, like, uh, like I said earlier, I'm trying to increase the quality of some of my garments in my wardrobe, and uh, Indianapolis just doesn't have really what I'm looking for. So uh, I bought, let me think, I bought some John Elliott stuff from Noter, who had a really good sale. I bought some Kith pants. And actually, Kith was just named Retailer of the Year. So uh, shout out to Ronnie Five. Yeah, they're dope. Yeah, if you don't know about Kith, definitely peep them. Let me think what else I got. I got some Killian stuff. Uh, Killian out in uh, Fairfax. They, uh, they are one of my favorite kind of lesser known brands, I'd say. I wouldn't say they're Mon Pa Shop, but I think they're on their 14th collection. I grabbed some of their stuff. They did a Black Friday release. And then, uh, let me think, I had one. Oh, I copped a couple Fear of God pieces. So, Dope. yeah. So, uh, Dude, overall, you, you had a haul, man. Yeah. Wow. I, I did a little haul. I, I, I get pretty. The thing about Black Friday is that once you work in a mall, you realize one thing, and this is just a heads up to all our listeners, the deals that you see in the mall are total bullshit. So basically how it works is, and this is what I did, was I looked at the prices of everything that I wanted uh, about two weeks before Black Friday. 
And then when Black Friday came around, I compared the prices of those things to what they were two weeks ago. And that's how you determine. Because when you go online on Black Friday, let me tell you this, and this happens in stores too, we mark up the original price and then we slash it and we make it, you know, 50% off. That 50% off was what it cost two weeks ago anyways. It just says 50% off. And so right. you're more inclined to buy it. And I think a lot of people don't realize this. I think, I think the idea that Black Friday isn't really the best sales ever, I think that's understood. But I think how it works kind of goes beyond people. And so I was very, I was very strategic about my pickups for Black Friday. But overall, I'm happy. I'm going to take a, take a chill pill on the purchases for a while. Probably throw up a lot of the closet on Grailed. So uh, that's, that's my peep for Black Friday. Hey, peep gerb on Grailed. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know my username, to be honest, so I was going to plug it, but I forget. I'll do that next episode because I'll probably be putting up some of my closet, and, you know, I'm a scrawny boy, so all my scrawny boys, for sure, peep. Yeah, I've got some Supreme pieces to throw up on Grilled uh, yes. right for the for the holiday season, for sure. Yo, quick shout-out to, uh, to our boy Will Rao. He just flipped his Supreme sweater for, like, 60 bucks profit, so... Did he really? Yeah, good for him. Look at him, Good for man. him. A success on Grilled is becoming... Uh, more limited as the days go by. For sure. You want to pop into picks? Yeah, hop into picks real quick, and uh, we'll probably wrap this episode up. So I'll, I'll let you peep the picks first. For sure, man. So Jordan and I are just going to do our own thing real quick for this segment. So we're each going to give you a drop, the drop that we've been looking at in the past you know, week or so or since, since our previous episode. And then we're going to drop you an Instagram feed that you can check out, get some style inspiration from follow don't follow whatever it's just something we've been interested in and looking at so for me i was really excited when i saw this come out timetable records just put out a great new line and actually it's their their first line ever you know i already talked about it once the band turnstile they've got great style they've got they're all into that vintage streetwear and stuff timetable records really takes a lot of that aesthetic and and puts it into its own line and and does it in a in an interesting way you know in a way that you know a lot of people haven't seen from streetwear before it's a lot of neutral colors yet there's some bright interesting pieces it's pretty limited as well so that that's interesting uh, i think they go about especially their site design i love the aesthetics of their site it's just a really interesting and new take on what bands are wearing and what band merch and those kind of things in a way that you know life of pablo and those brands really aren't. I think this this timetable records is doing it right this time. Uh, my favorite piece is the uh, the window sweatshirt. It's a white sweatshirt. It's got four blocks of color on it. I think that's dope. And there are a few other tees and things that are that are just really simple, really basic. But you know, like we were talking about when we were discussing Urban Outfitters, I think especially with t-shirts, that's a, a really good way for you to kind of develop your own style and kind of bring in unique pieces on the cheap. And so I, you know, I definitely recommend timetable records uh, and their new collection. And that's at timetablerecords.com. My feed of this episode is this guy that goes by Hildgard. That's H Y L D G A A R D. He's a Danish guy. I'm pretty sure Danes always have great style. He's got, you know, he rocks a lot of the crop black trousers with the white t-shirt tucked in, black belt, wallet chain type deal, some once in a while, throwing on some either some denim on top, uh, maybe a few other pieces. Very interesting stuff. If you're into into that kind of like 
very clean, very simple, very minimal look, but still with flair, still with some, you know, rock and roll influence, still with some definitely like aesthetic interest. Uh, I think this guy's a really good, you know, really good way to start or a really good way to kind of get some new inspiration. What about you, man? All righty. So, all right. So pick, um, clothing pick of the week. Apologies in advance because everything is probably sold out now. But uh, Killian's Capsule Collection, I mentioned this uh, as part of my Black Friday haul. The Killian Capsule Collection 14, it was about, I want to say, 12, 15 pieces. And honestly, I just love everything Killian's doing. Like I said, they're a smaller, lesser known brand, but they're very true to their cuts. They're very true to the quality of their garments for a very affordable price. You can find everything. They leave up all the items that they've put out, even if it's sold out. Uh, their website's KillianEST.com. And I picked up a polar fleece anorak in pink with a tan nylon like stomach chest pocket. I thought it was a really original take on a polar fleece anorak. And I think I rock a lot of neutrals. I rock a lot of black and gray and white. And so mixing in this kind of pink, it's, it's, it's a, um, kind of a muted shade of pink. Uh, mixing that in uh, on top of a lot of my fits, I think, will be fun and kind of bring out some of the more detailed parts that uh, I think go missing when you wear a lot of neutrals. And then real quick, not necessarily a pick yet, but uh, I was watching my Instagram stories before we recorded this, and I was looking on, I believe it was Kith's, it might have been Ronnie Feig's, but uh, he was showing off some new collections or parts of his collection. I think it's called the Aspen Collection is what he alluded to. It looks like a very winterized, winter aesthetic, puffer coats. I think I saw a face mask in there, but I saw a Columbia hoodie, and uh, I would love to see a Kith Columbia collab. So keep your eye out for that again. Check out Kith, retailer of the year. Definitely not a brand to go under your radar. Last but not least, the Instagram plug. I'm shouting out my guy, Timothy Co. That's T-I-M-O-T-H-Y-K-O-H with an underscore at the end. Love this guy's feed. He has about 40,000 followers. Still pretty low-key. I'd say he rides the line between unique streetwear and mainstream looks. He wears a lot of well-known brands, but he incorporates the looks and the colors. I think he does a great job of mixing a lot of colors. I've never seen someone wear three shades of white better than this man does. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's Before something else. after Labor Day. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> it's something else. So definitely peep his feed. And he's also the creator of the Instagram feed, Wall Fits. And so quick shout out, it's just Wall Fits. I mean, you should know how to spell that. It's kind of a take, much like Outfit Toss, much like Outfit From Above, just kind of a different take on showing off your outfit. But he has a very clean, minimalist feed without getting too aggressive on the streetwear side. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Timothy Co. Awesome. Well, now that we got our picks of the week out of the way, I think we're going to call it a day. Thanks again for checking us out. Racks and Stacks, episode one. It's been great to get this started, man. And I, I definitely look forward to continuing this and putting it online and seeing what people say. If you have feedback for us, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our usernames on those are Racks and Stacks, R-A-X-A-N-D-S-T-A-X. So just racks and stacks with an X. We'll be posting all of our episodes on SoundCloud, but you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's iTunes, the Google Play Store, Overcast, etc. Uh, so be, be sure to check us out.
on Instagram. I'm Instagram.com slash Ethan Ling. And you can, of course, send me uh, feedback that way. Instagram for me is Jordan Roberts. The A in Jordan is a V um, for sure. Uh, shoot me a message. Uh, also have Twitter, JRR Ball. Um, a little bit less active on there, but I retweet memes. So holler at the kid. <laughs> Definitely. Um, thanks again for listening. This has been Racks and Stacks episode one. Take Peace it easy, y'all. y'all.